Hey, this is Kyle and Travis with Korean Adoptee Stories. And we are here to have a little chat with Jody Gill. She is, or was, the founder of Guide Foundation. And she wants to talk a little bit about her new nonprofit that she's got going on uh, TAG, the Adoptee Group. And we can start off from there. Hey, Jody, everybody has a lot of questions. Can you tell us what happened with the Guide Foundation? Hi, everybody. My name is Jody Gill. Kyle and Travis Baylitz asked if I would do an interview with them for their Korean Adoptee Stories with three questions. So let me explain. This is a topic that people have asked me several times, and I want to do the best that I can to give that information to you because it is valuable to those, especially those who contributed and to those who volunteered their time. So for those who don't know, in April of 2020, the Guide Foundation jumped into the adoptee community uh, with a big bang. There was a lot of energy. Uh, several volunteers came to uh, gather around this mission, really to save lives. And I was one of the co-founders along with Derek Fisher and Moses Farrow. In October of 2020, it ran its course and it went into inactive status in the state of Oregon. So let me try to explain from my perspective as to what happened. And for many of you, this probably won't be a huge surprise. So from an organizational standpoint, the three areas that I think were the cause is number one, communication. Number two is time. And number three is like our own personal journey at the time that the foundation took place. So if I was to focus on each one of those, I would say in terms of communication, as many of you knew, the organization grew like crazy with different projects, with lots of people. And I think we just lost our ability to be cohesive as a team. We did try as much as we could. We all had the best intentions, but that's just what happens. Second to that is the communication and the community from what I could see in regards to the Guide Foundation and the leaders. I felt that it was mischaracterizing us as individuals. And that was, to me, it was very frustrating because I'm new to the community and trying to do a good thing. And gosh, I would just say, like, for the love of the community, uh, the rest of you who are out there and for all of us, like, let's please take the position to support each other. Um, and the teardown, as much as we think we all need to voice our opinion, the teardown on each other, is it's exhausting. And over time, it's hurtful and it just it segregates us all. So... As far as time goes, my personal experience is that I was so excited to join the Korean adoptee community in the month of February of 2020. I say that because I was very new and when you're new to a community, everything is exciting. You know, this relationship, this person over here, this person over here, wow, wow, wow. For the sake of the foundation, it was very exciting for me. I placed it in the center of my life. And what that means is that took a lot of time. Whereas I would suggest that we always keep ourselves and our family at the center of our lives and then our professional life. And last would be probably volunteerism. You know, there's always ebbs and flows, but for the most part, this was not an ebb and flow thing for me. I put it at the center of my life and things became um, very personal to me uh, for this foundation. So. 
With that, I want to explain like my personal journey. One of the things, one of the metaphors that we would place on ourselves as co-founders is that we were a Korean stool. And this is the Korean stool that people would sit on with three legs, not the other. So with that, I want to take my responsibility to own um, the strengths and the weaknesses of my leg of the stool. To put it simply, the year of 2020 was just a crap show for me. Um, and what was being challenged is really I was going through an identity crisis and COVID-19 had taken a uh, great loss of income for my side business guide USA as well as uh, changed my uh, university position and it really began to make me think about um, my role and my strength as a female Asian woman in these professional roles although it was COVID-19 and I had to remind myself that, that this is an unusual situation. However, those thoughts kept coming into my mind. What is my value as an Asian female professional in this profession? Second to that is the racial tensions were extremely high and as well as having an election year, there was a lot of thoughts in my mind and one of those is I just joined this Korean adoptee community and I'm going to claim you know, my Korean identity to a higher level. And yet, my mind coming, you know, just a year ago was very much a white person positioning in politics as well. And that came with really my soul in conflict. And what that means is I was just oversensitive to uh, constructive criticism and the different incidents that were incurring around me while I was in the Guide Foundation. To sum it up, I would say that I was fulfilling a role and in the year of 2020, I was trying to reach my soul. Thank you to the adoptees who surrounded themselves around the mission of the Guide Foundation because seeing your volunteerism and your resources and your contributions, it was a beautiful side of this. Um, second to that is the friendships made. I will never forget. I have friendships for life because of this experience. And again, that is a beautiful thing. And can you tell us about the finances on who donated to the organization and what happened to that? So I think that's important for me to address. In the state of Oregon, when a foundation goes into inactive status and then moves toward dissolution, then what happens is the funding needs to go to a foundation with a similar uh, focus. So that's what we did. We transferred the funding over to a new foundation, similar focus, and that allows us to carry on the mission, but also continue the book project that people contributed to. So can you tell us about the new adoptee group called TAG? I'm happy to share about the new foundation. The new foundation is called the Adoptee Group. And what had happened is when the Guide Foundation was coming to a close, one of the adoptees in the community came to me and asked if I would start a new foundation that focused on mental health. Not the easiest time to ask me about that very big commitment. However, he posed it with another question and that was, what if you could do whatever you want and money was not an issue? 
My focus wasn't necessarily on some big check being given to me, but the focus was if we could dream, then what would that look like? And that to me is an important life lesson. If you could dream and money was not an issue, what would that look like? Because I think we tap into, you know, what our soul is looking for, what our soul truly wants to do in our lives. So for me, that was a very big question. I took it to some of the leaders who were still very eager about carrying on the mission of the Guide Foundation. And I asked them, what would you do if money wasn't an object? And we all agreed like mental health was very, very important to us. So yes, let's all start a new foundation. So that's what we did. There are several who are following this mission and I'm just very excited about that. Three are board members for this new foundation. We have Jennifer Worth, who was the social media director for the Guide Foundation. We have Andrea King, who worked in communications for the Guide Foundation. And then we have Cole Niemeyer, who was a newbie for the foundation before it came to a close. However, he does have experience as a board member for another group. And we have fun. It's exciting. And we bring our expertise to the table. We know when to be serious and we know when to hang out and make each other laugh. So what I want to do is tell you just a little bit about our first project for 2021. And the adoptee group, while we are all Korean adoptees, we want to focus on the larger community of the adoptees and with that focus of how can we support mental health. And, you know, given that question, if money was no object again, what would that look like? We all came up with this idea is what if all the adoptee competent mental health, mental wellness professionals were easy to access at our fingertips? And the reason why is because weekly on you know facebook group posts i see like can anybody tell me where i can find a therapist who specializes in the adoption journey can anybody tell me this can anybody tell me that? these questions continue to come up with a request for adoptee competent therapists and what we also see though is not only do we have therapists or psychologists we also have wellness coaches we have mentors we have people out there who are willing to help the adoptive community and who understand the journey, and that's very important to us. So our very first project for the adoptee group, we call it TAG, uh, is called TAG Network. And what we will do is we will start phase one of TAG Network by reaching out to all the adoptee competent mentors, wellness professionals, coaches, therapists, psychologists, organizations, and we will develop a search engine uh, that we plan to have developed, completed in the year of 2021. Second to that is we're still looking at that question of what about those adoptees who need and who want this support, but they don't have insurance or they don't have any funds to put toward their support system, their support sessions. So that's something that we hope to tackle. We don't have all the details of that because we're laying out the foundation for that. And then third to that is we want to continue to support the other existing groups out there who are already doing some amazing work to give resources to the adoptee community. That's it for the adoptee group. We're really excited and we hope to partner with the Korean adoptee community as well as the adoptee community in general. Okay, great. Hey, Jody, can you actually tell us now about the book that you got going on that is supposed to be released? Let me wrap my brain around this. Where are we with the book? 
Let me explain. In March of 2020, I co-authored a book with Derek Fisher that was to have been completed in October of 2020. There were a couple hurdles with that. And the biggest hurdle is that COVID-19 exists and green adoptees and everybody else. And we're just not able to travel as freely as we had once encountered when we started the project. What I have in my hand right now is the Korean Adoptees Guide to Korea. This is the first draft. So we still have a process to go through. So along with the practical guide to planning a trip to Korea, the children's series introduction, we will also have a snip of a book from Janine Vance that is called The Search of Mother Missing. I've read a portion of it. It is incredible. It is amazing. And it's a great fit for adoptees who plan to go uh, make a trip to Korea. The second book that I have over here, and that is this book here will have the same content, except that we have a different cover. The very front cover is from Travis Baylitz. It is of a man, likely in their 30s, looking into what he imagines a trip back to Korea might look like. Would he meet his mother? Would he have siblings? Would he have a mother or father? Would he see homes that look like this home or buildings that look like this building? He's like looking into the future with all of those thoughts that a Korean adoptee would have. And then on the back side, we have Kyle Baylitz's artwork where as this is the man going home from Korea after his journey and the setting is the Incheon Airport. He's holding the hands of two children because it's symbolic to where our minds go. When you're making that trip over to Korea for the first time, we often think, what would it have been like if I was raised here with a Korean family? So Travis and I were tasked to make the front and back cover of Jody's book that she is about to release. And here is the final product. So this is a drawing of a Korean adoptee who's looking into a self-reflection of himself and it describes what he might be doing when he goes to Korea. As you can see, there's a woman crying so he might be experiencing emotions there. There's a picture of a traditional housing. There's an airplane that shows the image of Korea and there's two children in the picture that are in traditional garment and the reason why they're this is because Jody wanted an image of kids in there and what it would be like when they go back to visit Korea. And you can see at the bottom there is an image of the reunion, two people are hugging, there's definitely a lot of emotion and I think that's it. So about with my cover, the back cover, mine's about the man that is found in the book going home of Incheon Airport and he has the little girl and the boy that were found in the actual book itself and I think with this message it's kind of about finally letting go and moving on to next adventures and uh, seeing what happens. So we're really excited about the release of this book. It's finally happening. Thanks to Jody, we do believe that all the money and all the time that the volunteers spent with the Guy Foundation is now being still pushed into the book and also Jody's next new nonprofit tag, the Adoptee Group. And we do hope that 
with the services and the funds there that it'll help improve the mental health systems along the struggling demographic of adoptees. And we really wish a lot of success and we do want to put our support towards any organization that is for mental health and improving the lives and saving the lives of people. That's it, thank you. So these pieces are really great and I wanna make sure to give a big shout out for Kyle and Travis Baylitz for doing the artwork because it's been a long and bumpy journey to get to this point. So thank you guys so much for those who contributed to this book. It's going to be a wonderful project and our plan is, is to continue to revise this product so that it will be effective for those not only in 2021, 2022, but in the future as well. So thanks so much.